This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We're just getting started. Nothing stops this train. Nothing. Get used to the mantra, all gas, no break, no break, no break. From the headquarters of ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut, this is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. <laughs> oh, Draymond Green getting himself into some trouble last night, wanting to be the lead story on all of sports talk radio today. Okay, challenge accepted. His name is Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. Welcome to Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance News from Carlin versus Joe Nation. Just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Man, we got one today. Carlin out. Gabe Neitzel in. Gabe, how you doing from Wisconsin? Is it snowing? Is it miserable? What do you got? No, so in Milwaukee, we haven't had the snow quite yet. I know, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, Packers, Chiefs, there was a little bit of snow on the ground up in Green Bay, but a little further south. Still waiting for that first big snowfall. Still, though... Pretty cold when you wake up in the morning. It makes yeah. you sad. You can try to stiff arm that all you want. <laughs> I have a feeling you're not getting to the end zone on that one, much like most of us here in the Northeast. Last night in Phoenix, the Suns 119, the Warriors 116. Nobody cares about that. Literally, no one is talking about the final score, the result of that game, because it's all about what happened during the game. Take a listen to this. Now we get a whistle. It's an offensive foul. No. Who's the foul on? We're going to review it. It might be on Draymond for for an offensive foul and Nurkic's face down on the floor. They got tangled up and Draymond might have popped him one in the chops. The coaching staff coming down. The security guys are coming down. And they're going to review this. This call and review. Chimazay Metu. Ooh, Draymond whapped him. They got tangled up, and Draymond whapped him in the face, and he's going to be gone. After video review, Green makes unnecessary and excessive contact to the face. The foul has been upgraded to a flagrant foul penalty two, and Green has been ejected from the game. Yep, just what we thought. Draymond got ejected, and he will jog off to the locker room with 8.23 to go in the third. Great call from Tim Roy of 95.7 The Game. <laughs> When's Didn't the even... last time you heard somebody say, popped him in the chops? Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, probably who would be uh, the be- <clears throat> most recent WWE announcer? Right there. Michael Cole maybe Michael popped Cole. him in the chops. Sure. Michael Cole. Chops is very popular in the world of professional wrestling. I don't know if we use it much <laughs> else. But Tim Roy on the call, 95.7 The Game, that was fantastic. Didn't even bat an eye. As soon as he saw it, ooh, yeah, Draymond's going to be out of here. That's going to be the end of that. He's seen enough of it as... Probably heard enough of it as well. Draymond Green asked about the situation after the game. Take a listen. He was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the call. Made contact with him. Um, as you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir, um, because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall or to sell a call. I don't not a flopper 
So I was just selling the car because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away, and unfortunately, I hit him. And so, like I said, I apologize to Yusef um, because I didn't intend to hit him. And away we <laughs> go for the next three hours on Sports Talk Radio. Gabe, you get first crack at this. Let's start with the apology and the thought process that he didn't intend to whack Yusef Nurkic there. What do you make of it? Well, I, I don't know, because if you were going to hit somebody in the face, it kind of looks like the moves and the actions of someone who's looking to intentionally hit somebody in the face. Now, to his credit, because he has not apologized for a lot of the other things, I don't believe he ever apologized to LeBron for kicking him in the groin. I don't believe that ever ever happened. But <laughs> so to you know, to his credit, uh, he it, he's not somebody who typically apologizes. Um, so maybe he didn't mean to do that. I guess I, I'm at the point with Draymond. It doesn't matter. Like, was this as intentional as putting another man in a chokehold? No, but. This is still something that happened, and it's somehow only happening to you. I mean, we can also dive into at some point the, oh, I'm not a flopper. I just, you know, flop my arms all around to sell calls, and that's a fine hair to be splitting as well, Draymond. But we can just focus on the fact that you hit another man in the face and then said, oh, you know what? It really wasn't that intentional, so I apologize. Sure, I I guess even if I accept that at face value, I still have follow-up questions as to, okay, then how is this only consistently happening to you, Draymond? Right. If you go back to the incident with Steven Adams years ago when he kicked him in the groin, there was this whole discussion about kinesiology <laughs> and how when his leg went up, he didn't mean to kick him. That's just his natural body movement. He's got some very unique natural body movements in which a punch looks exactly like what you would do if you were trying to punch someone in the face, in which a kick looks like exactly something you would do if you were trying to kick someone in the groin. And to your point, it always seems to happen to the same guy. Now we're going to turn our attention to a punishment that's going to be handed down here because this is a guy who just last month got drilled for, what, five games Mm -hmm. for the chokehold on Rudy Gobert. He was suspended in the playoffs last year. He missed game three against the Sacramento Kings in the opening round for stomping on the chest of DeMontis Sabonis, and he was also suspended for a game last March for picking up his 16th technical foul of the season, which warrants an automatic suspension. So, League office is going to have to gather, get together and figure this out. I mean, we're, are we headed for more than the five he just got for trying to choke out Gobert? I think you have to go double-digit games here. Do you not? Oh, okay. I think you have to. I mean, because, again, how is this only happening to one person? How is this only happening to you? Okay, you sell, your, you know, you sell calls with your arms. You get overly physical with another person. Five games for choking someone. Okay, obviously we didn't get through. So now I think you have to at least double what the last one was. Because clearly whatever you've done previously has not gotten through to Draymond of, hey, you can't be doing these types of things. And he thought that pirouetting and flailing his arms in the motion of how you would punch someone was a way to sell that he was getting fouled last night. That's what he decided was a way to try to sell that call. That's just that, That doesn't belong... On an NBA floor, that's not how any of this works. And you got to understand, if you're trying to sell calls, the fist can't come near the face when you're Draymond Green. (laughs) Like, if it's anywhere near it, you know what we're all going to think. You have a history with this sort of behavior. The the punishment's going to be a monster. I think it's going to be a monster. What what is the entire purpose of punishment? The entire purpose of a suspension or any sort of disciplinary action is to serve as a deterrent. Like, I'm not going to leave this show today and go rob a bank because I don't want to go to jail. If jail wasn't on the table, 
I would absolutely consider going to rob a bank. I'd like to have that extra money to spend this weekend on any number of things. But the deterrent of going to prison for a long time is enough to prevent me from going to try and rob this bank. You just handed out five games for choking out Gobert, and a month later, he's throwing a punch at another player. Do you think he's going to be able to sell the idea that that's not what he intended to do? Because intent is obviously going to be a big part of these conversations. Yeah, I think intent is going to be a big part of the conversation. But at the same time, when you're talking about deterrent, and we seemingly are only talking about one person here, right? Because I don't think whatever suspension they hand down to Draymond is going to be a deterrent for the rest of the league. Whatever they've had in the past for guys getting punched in the face and the suspensions for that, that's been a deterrent enough for everybody else in the league and all the things that Draymond has gone through. Well, clearly that has not been enough of a deterrent to stop him from doing the things that he's doing. So every other suspension he's had up until this point, everything was one game except for the five games he got for choking out Gobert. So, okay, none of this seems to be sticking. Don't you have to up the punishment? Isn't that the way it works with kids? Okay, well, we tried this, so now we got to up the ante because you're not getting the message that we're trying to send to you. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fordenball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Let me ask you this question. Every time we get into this discussion about Draymond Green and the punishments that come out, and he'll mention it as well, we're going to get to his reputation. Whereas if you saw a player commits any sort of infraction like this last night, someone who had never gotten suspended for anything ever before, Mm -hmm. they would most likely be treated very differently than Draymond's going to be treated. His reputation is factored in with a lot of these punishments. It got me thinking because I heard people talking about that this morning. What do you think his reputation is going to be 15 years from now? 20 years from now when we look back on his career? Because on one part of the resume, you have the following. Four-time NBA champion four-time All-Star, four-time first-team All-Defense, 2017 Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he's got Hall of Fame credentials. But the other half of the resume is 18 regular season ejections. That's second most in the last 25 years behind only Rasheed Wallace. And he's coming up on his sixth suspension, four of which will have been in the last calendar year, two overall of which have come in the playoffs, one of which came in Game 5 of the 2016 NBA Finals. So what do you think he's more remembered for 20, 30 years down the road? The fact that he's a hell of a basketball player or the fact that he can be a nightmare at times on the court? Nightmare. It has to be because those are the ones that always stand out to you. Like when I, the first thought and whether it's fair or not, I think it's fair because Draymond continuously does this stuff. The first thought that I have for Draymond Green is he habitually in the NBA, because he's done it more than once, has kicked guys in the groin. LeBron goaded him into it. Like, LeBron knew he could get under his skin in the finals and was able to do it. And it wasn't just a, you know, LeBron knew he could do that. And then from that point, things have just continued to escalate for Draymond Green. And to your point, like, he is a fascinating player because he does have those Hall of Fame credentials. He has these black guys as well. But also, when he's done some of the media stuff, when when he's jumped on inside the NBA and he's done some of the stuff for Turner, he's also been fascinating. Like, he is a really smart, he's a really smart, smart guy, a very good communicator, and over the next 15 years, whenever he's done, if he dives into media, that could also change his perception and kind of give almost a third portion to the number of sides we've seen from Draymond Green, because he is a smart, smart player. He's a smart player. He is a high IQ basketball player, but he's low IQ emotional intelligence. Yes. It's always been that. The basketball intelligence is as high IQ as can be, the emotional intelligence as low IQ as it can be. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. Draymond Green, no doubt, heading for a suspension, likely a lengthy one. So how do the Warriors weather the slow start to the season? 
big questions about whether or not we're putting a fork in the dynasty and whether or not big moves are coming in two months at the trade deadline. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yep, just what we thought. Draymond got ejected, and he will jog off to the locker room. We need Draymond, but, you know, he knows that, and we talked to him, and he's got to find a way to keep his poise and, and be out there for his, his teammates. He was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the call, made contact with him. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I mentioned to you, but I do apologize to you, sir. What a great show this is going to be today. Draymond Green delivering all the content in the world for a Wednesday in Sports Talk Radio. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. So the Warriors go down last night by three to the Phoenix Suns. That's not the story. Draymond Green being ejected is the story. Taking a swing at Yusuf Nurkic, he claims he was trying to sell a call and it was an accident. That's going to be up for everybody else to decide, most specifically the NBA officiating crews and league office individuals who are going to be tasked with handing down a suspension. Warriors now 10 and 13 on the year. If you haven't been paying attention, that puts them in the 11 seed, two and a half back of the New Orleans Pelicans, who are sitting in the 10 seed. Steve Kerr, Golden State Warriors head coach, at his press conference after last night's loss, talking about Draymond Green's ejection. Dre must have been ejected three times a season. Obviously, he's got the suspension. Who knows what's to come? How big a problem is just his, not only his unavailability tonight, but really parts of the season. Yeah, we need him. We need Draymond. But, you know, he knows that, and we've talked to him, and um, he's got to got to find a way to keep his poise and, and be out there for his, his teammates. George, last time you talked about Draymond not crossing the line. How, what can be done to, to stop this from continuing to happen? 
um, we'll keep we'll keep working. Yeah, I think it's been <laughs> something they've been working on for like eight years now at this point. So, Gabe, let's look look at the situation. The Warriors this year are off to a really slow start. They couldn't play at all on the road last season. This year, they're not getting anything done anywhere, no matter who's on the court. Clay Thompson was benched in the fourth quarter last night. Kerr wanted to go with a younger group out there to try to close out the game. Things seem in flux, or perhaps more specifically, things feel like we're starting to reach the end of a current era. Do you think I'm overstepping with that thought, or are you sensing that as well? I don't I don't think you're overstepping, because kind of, you kind of got that sense last year. You just figured that, oh, okay, the Warriors will they'll turn it on, and they did to an extent. You know, they, they needed seven games in order to you know get past the Kings last year, but this is a team that continues to get older, and they made the choice to be older because the one thing that we also left out in this whole Draymond Green discussion is he punched a teammate in the face last year. He punched Jordan Poole, and things to to the point where after the Steve and Steve Kerr was like, yeah, that was kind of something that lingered over the the team the entire season. So they decide Poole, they they decide to throw you know their support to Draymond. They get behind him, send Poole off to Washington, exile him over to the Wizards, and go. You know what? We need Draymond. The same thing that Steve Kerr just said there said it has said it so many times over the course of the last six to eight months. We need Draymond. Do they still need Draymond at this point? I mean, if this is the way and this is what is happening with Draymond Green and the production isn't going to continue to be there as he continues to get older, and I know there's a lot of you know things that he does that don't necessarily show up in a box score, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder if they made the wrong decision going, yeah, we're going to support Draymond and jettison off the young talent that is Jordan Poole. So, great question, great point. Jordan Poole struggling in Washington. I, I think the way they're looking at this, they, they – <laughs> they gave him four years, $100 million in the offseason. Yep. All right? So they paid him. So some people might look at that and say, man, was that a mistake? It's not as if any of this that's happening now or anything we've seen happen this season is a surprise. They've been around him. They lost an NBA Finals because of him getting suspended for Game 5. Like, they're well aware of the bad that comes alongside the good. I just think the scenario in Golden State right now is you have X amount of years left of Steph Curry's greatness. And when you have a generational all-time talent like Steph Curry on your roster, you're going to do everything you can, everything you can to try to maximize that window and compete for as long as possible. Because when he's gone, it's over. And when I mean it's over, I'm not talking about a dynasty run. I'm talking about you competing at any sort of level is going to be over. You're not going to be able to stand up in the West. It's going to be an entire rebuild. So they understand the good with the bad with Draymond Green. And that's reflected in the contract. You know, some people might say four years, $100 million, that's insane given what he produces. The thing is, I was going through this this morning. At his price point right now, $22.3 million per year. You know where that ranks in the NBA hierarchy? 66th. He's getting paid less per year in terms of salary cap than Dylan Brooks, Jordan Clarkson, Brooke Lopez, John Collins, Kyle Kuzma. As many headaches as Draymond Green causes this team – he's still worth more in terms of the cost-benefit analysis than he is the headaches that are caused off the court, if that makes any sense. Like, he still delivers more for them than he does take away from them. And as long as that's the case, they're going to continue to ride with the guy. Yeah, and but you wonder if they're starting to get to that point. because It's tipping for sure. Yeah, because now we're looking at him... Again, you know, so who whomst among us hasn't been while playing basketball, kicked the leg up and caught a guy in the groin? Like whomst <laughs> among us hasn't had to deal with that? Everything up until this point has been one game. Now we're looking at five games. Who knows how long this next one's going to be? And 
I don't believe that this is going to be the last incident involving Draymond Green. And if Clay Thompson isn't going to turn it around, I mean, he he is, as of right now, almost fallen off a cliff in terms of his shooting numbers. That I mean, he's averaging around six points less per game than he was a season ago. Like he is, the, the, the production you're getting from him is dramatically falling. And if Draymond's not even available to you for X amount of games because he's being suspended for those games, I wonder how much longer Golden State's going to look at this and go, oh boy, even though he is making less than all those players that you mentioned, is he worth it at this point if he cannot be on the floor because of the suspensions? Triple H say ESPN, if you want to weigh in on the length of the upcoming Draymond Green suspension or anything in between, Gabe Neitzel and I currently talking about whether or not the dynasty's over. I mean, looks like it. Looks like it. Two years ago, surprised everybody with that win over Boston. Last year, they get beat by the Lakers. You think there still might be one last finishing kick if they can find a way to maybe retool or improve the roster, but the young guys just have not delivered enough. And this year, the team is drastically struggling. Two years, two months, excuse me, from the trade deadline. Fascinated to know what Golden State might consider. Glenn in Atlantic City. Glenn, thanks for calling the show. What do you got? I was thinking, I was. Metal World Peace, to me, Draymond is on the same line as him. And what did he get when he gave James Harden that forearm to the head? It's got to be comparable. Seven I'm games. I'm just thinking at what point. The, yeah, so it's got to be comparable to that. And I'm thinking Draymond's distraction, his production, doesn't warrant his distraction. I mean, it's got to catch up with him at some point. I mean, he's a great, good role player. But at some point in time, Golden State's got to be looking to cut ties at some point. See, that's the thing. We appreciate the call. You can, but what are you going to do to replace them? Right now, they're desperately trying anything they can to compete at the highest level. And getting rid of Draymond, they still need him. As much as these 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 headaches continue to pop up, he still helps them out more than he hurts them, as crazy as that is to say, given what we saw last night, Gabe. Yeah, he, because he does all those things. He's, he's still one of your better defenders. What, what he can do offensively, despite not being a dynamic scorer and not being able to score really efficiently at any point in his career, yet he can still you know rack up the assists. I know those are down, but that's probably because nobody's making buckets on that team on a consistent basis other than Steph Curry at this point. I mean, he still does so many things for those teams if you watch, but... At, <sighs> He needs to be on the floor because he was a big part of the plan. The four years, $100 million, yep, you need to be on the floor. You're still going to be one of our leaders. And with nobody else really stepping up, they still need him desperately at this point because there is no backup plan. Let's go right to the heart of the matter. San Francisco, Steve, thanks for the phone call. Shoot your shot. What's up? Hey, Joe, yeah, you're right about that. They made their decision. Jordan Poole is out, you know. This guy's going to literally hurt somebody you know, put them in a, you know, paralyze somebody by hitting them. And, you know, with the cheap shots and everything, too. You know, he's got to go. He's got to go. Now, Joe, the, I looked at the schedule. The, the Christmas Day game is the sixth game. Give him the year off. Get him some mental health treatment. And these people can't be complicit here in San Francisco and the Warriors. All right, appreciate the phone call. Thank you for weighing in. Yeah, the Christmas Day game looks like that's going to be out of the equation for sure. And it is worth noting that he's headed for his sixth career suspension, four of which will have taken place this calendar year. Four. Two going back to last season, two this season. One of them was game three of the playoffs 
against the Kings. You'd think after what happened in the finals a few years ago that we wouldn't be seeing it in the postseason, but sure enough, that hasn't been the case. He's Gabe Knight, so I'm Joe Fortenball. The Dallas Cowboys were supposed to go into that matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, win that game, and silence all the doubters. So why are we now saying Dallas has to go win a big one on the road before we consider them serious contenders. That's coming up next. Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Anthgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Yep, just what we thought. Draymond got ejected, and he will jog off to the locker room. We need Draymond, but, you know, he knows that. We talked to him, and he's got to find a way to keep his poise and and be out there for his his teammates. Warriors fall in Phoenix last night, 119-116, but that's not the story. Warriors now two and a half games out of the play-in. The 10 seed. That's not the story. The story is Draymond Green taking a swing at Yusuf Nurkic and getting ejected for the 18th time, which is second most in terms of ejections over the last 25 years, trailing only Rashid Wallace. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are nothing if not the people's show. And without even giving out the phone number, you guys have lit it up in terms of wanting to get in on the Draymond suspension and what you think should happen from the league's perspective and all that other stuff. Is the dynasty over? So the phones are open, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to turn it over to you guys in a second. Gabe, if I set the over-under on seven and a half games that Draymond Green is suspended for, once it comes down, would you bet the over or the under? I would bet the over. I think it almost has to be the over because if you only increase the last suspension because you were suspended for five games earlier after the Gobert incident, if you only increase it, by two? Is that enough? Is that enough of a deterrent for, hey, this type of behavior, we just cannot continue to allow you to do what you're doing. We, you, you mentioned previously, this will be the fourth suspension in the last calendar year. Now, one of those was an automatic suspension because he reached 16 technicals. But four suspensions in all of 2023, I think this one needs to go maybe a little bit above and beyond. Maybe you, you know, if you're the NBA, you go really hard and go up to 10, have it in a negotiated down to something like eight, but I think you have to set the number really high just to send the message to, hey, something's got to change here, Draymond. There's a human element of this as well when it comes to Joe Dumars, former Detroit Piston, who's in charge of that for the league office. He's one of the executive vice presidents. He just had to go through this entire process with Draymond, Rudy Gobert, the chokehold, and whether or not what ended up being five games was the appropriate discipline. It's not like he just 
shot from the hip on that one and moved on with his day. You got to have meetings. You got to sort that through. You got to probably run it by legal. And then you go out and you hand out the suspension. To turn around a month later and have to go through this again with the same guy is almost such a slap in the face that you got to think to yourself, look, whatever I did last time clearly didn't get the message across to this guy. So now we got to take more drastic measures. And I think to your point, that's exactly what could be coming. Let's go to Xavier in North Carolina. Xavier, thank you for calling Carlin versus Joe, the people's show. What do you got for us? Hey, uh, good afternoon. Um, I just want to say that we we see the history of Draymond Green with the outbursts of him as far as like altercations, but we still got to realize that, yes, he's a four-time championship. He's been on the first-team all-time defensive. He does. He has a great asset towards the team. The IQ uh, ability is crazy compared to majority of what power forwards and small forwards. His his IQ is just through the roof. Um, so I feel like this is this suspension. Hopefully, I in my opinion, I think it should be like fifteen to twenty. And the reason why is because of his history of just outbursts, just hitting people on the court. Like that's just nonsense. But and I'm a Warriors fan, and I feel like after this suspension. He will buckle down and realize that, yo, my maturity is terrible right now. Let me get it together and see what I can do on the court to make this team better. Appreciate the call. High basketball IQ, low emotional IQ. That's always been the case. 15 to 20, though, Gabe. That's like malice at the palace type stuff. 15 to 20 would be, that's probably a little too high. If he's out for 15 to 20, like this season's over for the Warriors, right? I mean, that's a quarter of the season. Yeah. I I don't know if I go that far, but to his points, is that what it takes to get through to Draymond Green? What's the because if you're Joe Dumars, that's what you have to be thinking. What what is the actual number that will get through? I guarantee you, twenty games would get through. Now maybe there's some more legal entanglements that happen after that because Correct. you went so above and beyond. But I guarantee twenty games would certainly get through to Draymond. I moved to the Bay Area to do morning radio in 2014, December of 2014. I was there the first season that dynasty started. I did radio for six years there. I had the privilege of talking with the Bay Area that often. It was awesome. Then moved to Vegas. Now I'm here. Point being, I was there. I pretty much had a front row seat to him getting suspended for Game Five of the NBA Finals and costing that team a championship in a year where they won 73 games during the regular season. That was an amazing regular season to cover. If you can get suspended in the NBA finals and cost your team a championship and that doesn't change your mindset, I don't think there's anything that will. I think you could suspend him for the rest of the season. That's not going to change the way he plays basketball. He is who he is, unapologetically so. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. He lets you know it. And that's Draymond Green. And if it didn't get through to him that he cost his team a championship during a 73-win season with his behavior, I don't think this is going to change anything. That I mean, that is a great – but do you think he – do you think he feels like he did something wrong? No, that's the thing. Yeah, so he that's didn't. the thing. He yeah. was baited. LeBron teabagged him was the famous situation, <laughs> and then he responded to that. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, that, that is what happened. I just didn't... <laughs> I didn't realize we were going to say... I was actually saying out loud what we were doing. You know, I, that, that's just... That anytime you hear that phrase, you're going to laugh. Well, it's because the whole, I'm, Because the old, I am also <laughs> immature. But... <laughs> it's but, the all gas, no brakes portion of the show. It, absolutely. It's... Yeah, I, maybe you're right. Maybe there is no, no nothing that will get through to him. But for the league, it, it has to be 10 games because you have to send that feels message. feels like the number. You're starting because, there. Because if you are just even 
selling the call. Okay, I'm, you know, I'm flailing my arms to sell the call. Well, why do you flail your arms in a motion that is, let's say Yusuf Nurkic isn't even there. Why are you air punching at that height? Like, because you're flailing your arms the way that somebody would punch? You're, yeah. you're air punching now? That's very unfortunate that your version of selling a call is the exact same version of me throwing a right hook at someone's face. <laughs> right? Those two things look eerily similar. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> Gabe Neitzel, Joe Fornball, Carlin versus this is Joe on ESPN Radio. John in Indiana. John, thank you for the phone call. Your thoughts on the Draymond Green situation? Hey, guys. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, I got a quick comment or a quick statement and two quick comments. Statement, I do think it was he should be suspended. Uh, the number is, you know, that's up to the league to decide. Um, two comments. One, I think people need to pump the brakes on the whole LeBron's going to paralyze someone or um, Draymond's going to paralyze someone. He's going to, uh, you know, maim them, hurt them. I think people forget that not too long ago that this is kind of was an accepted form of basketball. If you remember any of the late eighties, all the way up to mid nineties, even late nineties, Celtics, Knicks, uh, Lakers, all of those playoff games, all of those Eastern conference games, people played that way. You had, you had an enforcer, you had an antagonist. Um, I think Draymond fills that role. He's an exceptional defensive player. The second comment is I heard you guys talking about what do you think he'll get remembered for. He does have uh, a borderline, I think, um, uh, pro Hall of Fame career. Uh, I think if you line him more with Dennis Rodman, I remember Dennis Rodman as more of a great rebounder, even though he did some interesting things toward the end of his end of his career. All right, appreciate I, the phone call. I, you know, you can't just let this go on all day. You got <laughs> six comments, two comments. No, we're just kidding around. We appreciate the call. He makes a good point because how do you remember Dennis Rodman? How do you remember Ron Artest slash Meta World Peace? How do you remember Rasheed Wallace? How will you remember Draymond Green? On one side of the ledger, it is a stacked. Hall of Fame-worthy career in terms of basketball accomplishments, Gabe. But on the other side of the ledger, there are a lot of issues there. A lot of red flags that guys like Steph Curry don't bring to the table. You probably get remembered more for... Unfortunately, the negative stuff yeah. like Dennis Rodman was a tremendous like, but you remember him like just disappearing. And maybe that's because we all together in 2020 watched the last dance. But he's going to be remembered for disappearing on his team and just going off to Vegas and also being a pro wrestler for WCW. So yeah. like we'll get remembered for that <laughs> with Rasheed Wallace. Honestly, ball don't lie. That is the one thing. Like, the, if I am writing the things that I remember Rasheed Wallace for, number one is ball don't, ball lie. don't lie. We don't have ball don't lie still going today if it's not for Rasheed Wallace. So it's it's sometimes it's the goofy things. Sometimes it's those things that end up sticking with the player's career. And for Draymond, despite all the things that he's done, despite being a defensive player of the year, he is going to be remembered more for the suspensions and technicals and negative stuff. Triple eight say ESPN is the number. Triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll continue to roll with your calls. If you're on hold, hang tight. If you want to get on, we're going to be visiting in and out of this conversation throughout the course of the day. There's something that popped in New England yesterday. We've got to get to it. It's on the future, the franchise, the future on Bill Belichick. I don't think enough people have been talking about it. we got to drill it home. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fornball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Can we say the Patriot Way is done? Like the uh, Patriot yeah. Way can hit the highway. As soon as Tom Brady went down to Tampa, the Patriot Way was over. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he's talking about. Rex has never been with the Patriots. I'm not really sure what that means either. But I mean, we're going to do the best we can to prepare the team and, and compete every week. Who yeah. drafts the players? Who cooks the groceries? Who shop for the groceries? Yeah. Coach Belichick, Bailey Zappi ain't it. Matt Jones might not be it. They're a bad football team, and I don't see sunshine on the horizon.
Last we saw them, they took out the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh 21-18, to but that was only enough to get the 3-10 and on the year for the New England Patriots. Alongside Gabe Neitzel, I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. News from Carlin versus Joe Nation. You can just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. So keep that in mind. For those of you on hold right now, hang tight if you want to talk about Draymond Green, how long the suspension is going to be, the end of the dynasty, the trade deadline in two months, all that good stuff. Triple H, say ESPN, we will be getting back to you, but we got to hit on the stuff coming out of New England. Dan Graziano, ESPN, great piece up on the website right now entitled Bill Belichick's Future Coaching the Patriots. What's next? Graz goes on to lay out the entire situation along with thoughts as to what could be happening. This runs in conjunction with a report out of New England yesterday that essentially said when the Patriots came off the Germany game against the Colts, which was a few weeks ago back in week 10 on Sunday, November 12th, they lost that game 10-6. That when they came out of that game, a decision was essentially made that the Patriots and Bill Belichick were going to part ways at the end of the season. They weren't going to fire him during the season, but that was the last straw to which ownership realized it was going to be time to part ways with Belichick after the season. So, Gabe, here we are today. few games left to go in the season. Patriots really only jockeying for draft position at this point. The end of the line, staring Belichick in the face. Any thoughts whatsoever as to the fact that this might not be the end of his run in New England? I mean, it just kind of feels like, even even without this report coming out, that we were heading in that direction, that this was going to be it. Because Bill Belichick, ultimately what happened to him has happened to just about every other coach I can think of that's in, in the modern era that's had the say that he did in terms of personnel and the coach. The general manager, Bill Belichick, let down head coach Bill Belichick. Because it's, it's really hard to find a quarterback. You're also figuring that one out. That all these teams trying to find quarterbacks, I mean, it, maybe you pick out one thing that you like, but it kind of becomes a crapshoot at the end of the day. And Bill Belichick just kind of did himself, the general manager, that guy making decisions, Made some poor ones in terms of trying to, you know, the, the players that he drafted, the players that he acquired. It just has not worked out. And no matter how good of a coach you are, you need good players in, in, in to win in the NFL in order to get them in the right positions. And he's made some bad decisions when it comes to the players he's decided he wanted on his team. You either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And that's what's going to end up happening in New England. They're going to have to part ways because Belichick doesn't want to leave. And at some point, you have to sit there and say, we've given this three years post-Brady. We watched Brady immediately win a Super Bowl in Tampa and then go back to the playoffs each of the next two years, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he had a ton of success there. And the Patriots were having none of it. So not only are you failing to produce, but it's a ding on the reputation, whether people believe it or not, that... Brady played a much bigger role in that dynasty than maybe Belichick did. That's an argument for another day. But the point is, it's time for a fresh start. These messages eventually get lost. You'll see turnover in hockey with coaches a lot faster. Slow start, rough patch during the season. We just saw it in St. Louis, uh, parting ways with Berube. It wasn't working out. They just won a Stanley Cup a few years ago, right? Or they were in the Stanley Cup and won a few years ago. And now you've got a Patriot team that if he's not going to go – They've got to figure out what's next because the message has been lost. Andy Reid in Philadelphia, that's another one. It just came down to the the end of the wire. And at some point, it's going to happen for Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh as well, I believe. Yeah, when it comes to Bill Belichick, he just – you had you had a taste of the success early when you had Mac Jones because you went 10-7, and you went to the playoffs. 
But then you decided after Josh McDaniel left, ah, I don't need an offensive coordinator. How important is an offensive coordinator right. anyway? Whoops. Those guys are mis- overrated. <laughs> made a mistake there, and that just set back Mac Jones to the point where you couldn't even recover the pieces of that all falling apart. So now if you're the Patriots, th- this is the right decision by them, by the way. Because you, if you're the Patriots, you're going, okay, looks like Mac Jones probably not the guy. We're not having a very good season this year. We're going to be in a position, more than likely, where we can maybe have a shot at one of these top quarterbacks. And do we want to go through this again? And additionally, Bill Belichick's getting up there in age. How much longer is he going to be around? Is it just easier if we're going to hit the reset button at the quarterback position? Is it just easy to hit reset everywhere? Let a new general manager, a new head coach, make the decision of the young quarterback that they want to have lead our franchise going forward? That seems to be the right decision for me. Instead of having Belichick still hang around, make that decision, maybe he gets it wrong again, and then he's not even there when the whole thing falls apart again. When you reset this thing, you bring in a new general manager and a head coach that can work in tandem with one another, and then you turn it over to those two and you let them make the decision as Mm -hmm. to who the quarterback's going to be, and then you build this thing out. You get everyone aligned contractually, you get everyone on the same page, so everyone's invested in each other's success. The last thing you want is a scenario where the coach doesn't like the quarterback because he didn't draft him, so he wants him to fail so that he can go out and get his own guy. Right? We see that all the time. A new coach will come in, but he doesn't like the current general manager, so he'll try to force that guy out. You got to get organizationally aligned if you're going to have a chance at pulling any of this off. The Charger job looks like it's going to open up. The Raider job could be opening up. You work your way around the rest of the league. The Bear job could open up. Tampa Bay and the rest of the NFC South, excuse me. The Jets got job, perhaps. Where does the Patriot job rank in the hierarchy? Like, if it's just the Patriot job versus the Chargers, are the Patriots going to get the best candidate if they don't offer the most money? No. The, the, the best job out there will be the Charger job for one reason and one reason alone. It's Justin Herbert. Like, you don't have to go through the process of, well, we're going to draft the guy and we're going to hope for the best. And even if you feel really good about Drake May, maybe if you feel really good about Caleb Williams and you end up in a position where you can draft one of those two guys, there's still uncertainty. There's no uncertainty left with Justin Herbert. We know that dude is really good, and that team just needs direction. That is going to be the top job, the same way the Packers job was sought after and should have been sought after when Aaron Rodgers was still here. And you know, when, when you have a great quarterback like that, those jobs are the ones that are going to be on the top of everyone's list because you don't have to develop that guy. You got the, the toughest part of the job is now checked off the list. You don't have to find the quarterback. You just have to find the other pieces and fill those in between. So the, the Patriot job, to me, I think that in the division that they're in, it's going to be a tough division with what we, we presume Miami is going to be, presume what Buffalo is going to be in the future with what they have at their quarterback position. It'll probably be a middle-of-the-road middle job. You know, I, I don't see them separating themselves being any higher than Tampa Bay or, you know, the Raiders. They're going to be one of those middle-of-the-road jobs. Yes, there's a lot of prestige there, and maybe you like Robert Kraft and you want to work with him, but they're they're starting over. You're hitting that refresh button, and that's a really tough spot to be in in the NFL. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. The Chargers won't be offering the most money. They're a notoriously cheap organization. That's why Brandon Staley's back for this final year. They didn't want to fire him after what happened in Jacksonville last year and then have to pay him the final year of his contract while also paying a new coach. So they let him finish out the deal, and it turns out to be a disaster. Big surprise there. They waste another year of Justin Herbert, and now they're right back where they need to be in terms of looking for a new head coach. I floated this a little over a month ago, 
and I'm still of the belief this is a great spot for Belichick. A hundred percent. Because I he gets himself more. a quarterback. And, and the pushback I always get on this is, well, they're not going to offer him the most money. I don't know if that's the driving force for Belichick at this point in his career, if he's going to keep coaching. I think he's going to want to win, right? Yeah. If, if you brought up Tom Brady, you're telling me that Belichick doesn't want to go to a spot where he may be able to win a Super Bowl? And you can win a Super Bowl with Justin Herbert if you get the other pieces right around him. And you give that, that uh, organization direction that it just desperately needs. Bill Belichick can do that. That's easy for Bill. Belichick. We're waiting on when we're going to get word regarding a suspension for Draymond Green based on what happened last night. Now, the phone lines are open. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're taking your calls. But if this suspension is 10 games or more and the season's a wash for the Warriors, does that mean we have officially reached the end of the dynasty? That's coming up next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.